Alright all you Streetlight Crusaders and wrestling fans alike, welcome back to the Tuesday Night Special and now it's time for us to talk about what happened during the second half of Monday Night Raw from Des Moines, Iowa. And the next thing to take place on Monday Night Raw would see Shinsuke Nakamura going into a nightmare before Christmas or a Christmas tale of an American nightmare before Christmas before he gets sued by Disney or Disney affiliates, I don't know. Either way, folks, we would hear Shinsuke going into a bit of a tale of the American nightmare and what has happened to him over the past couple of weeks would end up calling him a series of bad things, but most importantly would end up calling his dad an inbred. And yeah, let's just say before he could say whatever he was going to say in Japanese, he would get the Daylight's flag tag beaten out of him by Cody Rhodes, who magically found them backstage and would then beat him all the way to the ringside area for security to try to get involved, for security to get the Daylight's beaten out of them, for Cody to jump over the barricade with an axe handle smash to Shinsuke and would try to put him in the crossroads onto the table only for the security team to stop him. And for Shinsuke to run away for now, but I got a feeling that's gonna, you know, not happen for much longer. Yikes. Yikes. See, it shouldn't be mentioned in people's family, especially during the holiday season. It tends to push people over the edge. Know what I mean? But outside of that little bit of a personal issue of Cody Rhodes between Shinsuke, the next match that we have up would be for the Women's Tag Team Championships, seeing none other than Kayton Chance and Carter going one-on-one -on -one against Chelsea Green and Piper Nivens. And for those wondering at home, and Carl and the Maestros pointed it out several weeks for now, yeah, we get their name confused time and time again because I'm pretty sure the one that is Chance is Kate and Kat and Zero, but since nobody can really say her name right or fit it into the bar, they called her Chance. Right. Right. But either way you look at it, folks, prior to this match, Chelsea Green would complain about the fact that this match is taking place and would find out that it would take place now and would say that she's going to complain to Nick Aldis about it, but instead of that, she should have been focused on trying to wrestle in this match because during this set contest, we would see not only a dropkick, rope-flip, senton combination for a near fall to Chelsea Green by chance, but then we would even see a wheelbarrow bulldog springboard dropkick combination, but only for Piper Nivens to come back to squish both of them with a makeshift splash elbow sort of reminding me of not only Jack Swagger but a little bit of Vader in there too then we would see a modified drop salt of swords by Carter to Chelsea Green for a near fall only for Carter to move out of the way and to avoid a nasty splash by none other than Piper Nivens yikes then next thing we would see during this match besides a springboard leg drop for near fall by Carter to Green, we would then see Chelsea Green pulling off a rough rider, a shout out to a certain woo 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 kid to none other than Carter for near fall and even a cold breaker senton combination for near fall thanks to Chance. 
but ultimately this match will come to an emphatic end in a party sort of way after seeing a cold breaker and then after party follow-up for the tag team champions to be a new tag team champions with no pyro for the team of carter and chance to win this match via pinfall by pinning chelsea green nonetheless which i'm surprised the referee didn't or not the referee the ring announcer didn't say it that way but i guess she must have known they were gonna lose who knows i i don't know and after that bit of a celebration backstage with the new tag team champions and Kofi Claus getting involved with that as well, we would see the Alpha Academy backstage training and staying hungry, only for Tazawa to say that he's picked a fight with someone tonight and would say him, and him meaning none other than Ivar. Yikes. So our next match of the night, folks, is Ivar versus Akira Tozawa. And before any of you out there, just like Michael Cole, and of course Wade Barrett would rule out Ivar, or more or less Akira Tozawa in this set contest, well, you gotta learn that speed kills, folks. It really does. Because during this match, None other than Tazawa would decide to counter a makeshift power slam into a pop-up DDT, but would get hit with a quarter senton, only to move out of the way of the nasty splash out of the corner, only to pull off a top rope senton after Valhalla tried to get involved and would get set into the barricade by Maxine for a near fall. Only for Tazawa to get hit in the face with a nasty spinning heel kick, but Tazawa would end up countering that doom salt, but unfortunately would still find himself in a bit of doom, because after trying to hit a Frankensteiner from the mid ropes, he would then get caught with an avalanche world's strongest slam for Ivar to win this match via pinfall. But much to the credit of Tozawa, yeah, at least he picked a big fight, tried to bite off more than he could chew, and definitely had people double-guessing if Ivar was going to win the contest. So congratulations, Ivar, or should I say Tozawa, for, you know, avoiding getting squashed for as long as you did. But outside of that makeshift monster mash or Monday Night Meat as Brave... <laughs> as as Wade Barrett would call it, Monday Night Meat. We would see none other than the hometown champion himself, Seth Metal, Seth Rollins, welcoming everybody to another edition of Monday Night Rollins. I would say that things has been heating up for him over the past several weeks, and after the confrontation he would have with CM Punk, he's been more motivated to be the best champion of this industry and has some big plans for 2024. And would even mention his first title defense for the new year against the Scottish Terminator himself, Drew McIntyre. And Drew McIntyre, after hearing his name being spoken, would come out 
and then would immediately hear Seth Rollins after laying the title on the ground and getting into a fight position after taking off the ridiculous sunglasses and gold chain and Zoolander coat would say that, hey, you need to tread lightly after what you did with that headbutt that you did to me. And Drew McIntyre would say that he's not here to fight. Instead, he's proud of what he said to CM Punk. Unlike everybody else around here just lying to him and instantly forgiving him, you were the one who actually told them the truth, and that's what a real leader is all about. And yet I find it funny when he was at ringside when Seth Rollins came back and wanted to be a leader and wanted people to embrace the vision, he immediately left. Yeah, that was the thing. But nevertheless, folks would say that he's world champion and he's gotta go home and more or less said that yeah you got a home to go to but drew mcintyre yeah he's wondering that after all this fighting that he's been doing is it all worth it and we'll talk about all the sacrifices that he's made and the fact that his family would tell him to go and chase that dream instead of worrying about them and would say that he needs that title to prove that those sacrifices meant something for Seth Rollins to say that he doesn't know how to feel about him because his actions don't match his words as of late and seeing the fact that he's changed, quote unquote, and instead of taking responsibilities for his actions, he would decide to cheat and try to do anything to win matches and would say, after all that, do you really think things are going to be different between us? The results are going to be different? Nope. And would then say that he's willing to take shortcuts, but still not taking responsibility for his actions, which is the one thing preventing him from becoming a world champion like he is. And then would say that, you know what? I said before to CM Punk that I hated him, but for you, I pity you. And would say happy holidays, man, and would walk out of the ring for Drew McIntyre to try to come after him. For Seth Rollins hit him with a super kick, and they would even follow things up with a suicide dive to the outside of the ring. And as he was getting the daylights beaten out of him by Seth Metal, we would see Drew McIntyre pulling him into the said LED barricade, smashing his head into the metal. And after doing that, we would see him lift him up on his shoulders for an inverted Alabama slam, landing into the metal steps for Seth's arm and elbow to get hurt in the process. Only for our next thing to happen on Monday Night Raw besides Seth Rollins getting the daylight speed out of him in his hometown, Kofi handing out more presents to the fans and good girls and boys at ringside only for Vinci and Kaiser after what we saw earlier in the night with them getting Cole and pissing them off would see Kofi catching a beat down for it and getting nothing but abuse <laughs> only for Jay Uso to come out to help out Kofi Claus as he was called of course only for Jay Uso to challenge Kaiser in an impromptu match that would go back and forth between the two, seeing not only a Death Valley driver for a near fall by Kaiser, only for Vinci to get involved to avoid an Uso splash for Kaiser, but Kaiser instead would hit a running in Sigiri for a near fall. 
but ultimately the actions of Imperium to Kofi Claus would come back to haunt him because Vinci would get hit with a trouble in paradise only for Kaiser to get hit with a spear and that Uso splash that he was owed for Jay Uso to win this match and for a season beatings and no I'm not saying the other word to take place on Monday night a week before Christmas via pinfall. And the next match to take place on Monday Night Raw would be our main event of the evening, which would see none other than the team of the Creed Brothers going one-on-one -on -one against Damian Priest and Finn Balor for the tag team champions of the Undisputed Variety. And during this match, the Creed brothers were there not only to impress, but to definitely blow the team of the Judgment Day out of the water by not only working in tandem with dual firemen carries, dual gut busters, and would even see a corner flash or his corner splash directly into a modified version of the angle slam to Finn Balor for a near fall. Even seeing multiple pop up kip up belly to belly suplexes leading into a standing shooting star press to Finn Balor still for near fall. For the team in the Judgment Day to come back after countering the Brutus ball into a sunset flip by Finn Balor only for near fall. But ultimately this match after a Brutus ball that would take place to Damian Priest for near fall or near fall to none other than Finn Balor thanks to Damian Priest. After the second Brutus Ball would connect, we would then see a coup de gras breaking it up for near fall only for Damian Priest to take advantage with a nasty south of heaven choke slam. That would see the team of the Judgment Day retaining the tag team championships via pinfall? Now, the reason why we put a question mark at the end of all that, folks, is because after or during the replay and even during the pinfall, we would see the hand of Julius coming up off the mat before the three, which technically means that they didn't get the pinfall. So the match should have continued, but I guess Adam Pierce doing other things, negotiating deals and getting things done with the Royal Rumble to pay attention to that. Really, really. Because for those who don't know, the last time something like this happened, we would see that with The Undertaker and Rob Van Dam and Ric Flair would restart the match and, you know, RVD would lose a chance to become undisputed champion. So why isn't it the case here? But after the match was over, Judgment Day would celebrate, and would this be our last Raw of 2023? Will we see the Judgment Day getting another shot against the Creed Brothers who should be tag team champions right now? And speaking of the Judgment Day, is R-Truth even involved with the Judgment Day as an active member? And will we see Ivy Nile become women's champion at the day one event of Monday Night Raw? We find out the answer to that and more. And if we're going to have a Raw after Christmas episode of the Tuesday Night Special next week for a very special 
Christmas edition of Monday Night Raw. And I got a feeling that's not gonna happen, but you know, we got our fingers crossed for it. <laughs> and I guess with that said, folks, I think it's time for us to go grab yet another glass of water. And when we return, we'll be back with more of the Tuesday Night Special right after this. So don't go anywhere just yet, folks, and stay tuned. 